I'm Karen Nelson, and you're listening to Becoming You Again podcast, episode number 62. Welcome back to Becoming You Again. I'm your host, Karen Nelson. I'm a certified divorce confidence coach, and this is the podcast where I teach you how to reconnect with yourself, create emotional resiliency, and live a truly independent life so you can have an even better life than when you were married. Hello, my friends. I am so glad to be here recording this podcast for you today. I have had an immensely busy last couple of weeks with everything that has been going on in life with kids and birthdays and college prep stuff and my business and coaching clients and the podcast, of course. It just feels like sometimes it's like all of the things, right? They all kind of come down and it just gets really busy all at once. And I know that every single one of you can relate to this. I 100% know every woman can relate to this. Usually in my downtime, like when I'm driving to run errands or when I'm out on my morning walk, I will be found listening to some sort of self-help podcast or listening to a book that's going to help me learn more tools to help me with my business and help me coach my clients and help me know what to teach you. But sometimes I just need a break from all of it. And I need something that I really just love to do or love to listen to. I am not saying don't listen to my podcast. (laughs) Listen to my podcast. I love that you're listening. I love that it's helping you through your divorce journey. I get feedback all the time from you lovely ladies and some men even, which is amazing, that this podcast is so helpful and it's helping you change your life, which I think is awesome. So don't stop listening to the podcast. But You don't have to listen to it constantly, is what I'm saying. I also want you to know that it's okay to do things for yourself just because you want to. And I had to really step into this a little bit over the last week. I needed a break from my brain. I needed a break from all of the regular life stuff. And you know me, I love Audible. It is my favorite way to consume books, and I absolutely love mysteries. They are my favorite, most entertaining types of books. And so I have been listening to one that is so good, I had to tell you guys. It's called Then She Was Gone, and it's by Lisa Jewell. I have no idea when it was printed. I think it's newer, but I don't know. I didn't even look. All I do know is that it's so good. I am immersed in this book. It's one of those books that, like, from the very beginning, it hooks you, and you kind of don't want to stop listening because it's so good. And all I keep thinking is, what is going to happen next? Like, how is this going to play out? It's so good. Again, Then She Was Gone by Lisa Jewell. If you haven't read it, go read it. Or what are your books that you love? Or what is it that you like to do that is just for you? I really hope that you take a little bit of time for yourself. And I want you to just do something for yourself that is just for you. Not because the kids need it, not because, you know, your house is dirty and your house needs to be cleaned or because you need to, you feel like you need to help your mom or whatever it is. I want you to do something that is literally just for you and give yourself permission to do that every once in a while. Even I get out of practice of allowing myself to do things that are just for me. And I have to remind myself consciously that it's okay. So I'm telling you, I'm going to be your reminder that it's totally okay for you to do something that is just for you, even if it's listening to a mystery on Audible and really enjoying it while you're listening. Now, on to today's topic, what to do when your husband is the one who left. 
And this is kind of coming from the underlying idea that either you were blindsided by him leaving, like you thought everything was going good, and then he left, or you knew there were problems, maybe, but you didn't think it was this bad, or you thought that you guys were working on it together. Like maybe you were doing counseling, maybe you had kind of been talking back and forth, nothing had really been decided, but you kind of thought like, we'll be able to figure this out, we'll be able to work this out. And then he just up and decides, he's done, he's out. But in reality, what I'm going to teach you is going to apply to every situation when it comes to whether it was your husband leaving. And if that's not the case for you, and you're the one who filed, or you're the one who left, or you're the one who asked for the divorce like I was, I know that a lot of this is still going to be very helpful for you, especially when it comes to allowing yourself to feel all of the emotions that come up throughout this divorce process. I first want to address the story that commonly comes up when the husband leaves the relationship. Most of us will take his action of leaving as a personal offense, like he left because of something I did or didn't do, right? He left and it's my fault. And most of us will take his action and we will make it mean something about us. We do this all the time. This is what our brain naturally does about literally almost everything. Someone will do something and because our brains are meaning-making machines, our brains like to interpret their actions to mean something about us. And this meaning is usually coming from our primitive part of our brain the part that is not really thinking consciously, the part that is habit, and it's choosing the meaning in a not very purposeful way. Instead, it's just kind of spitting out what we've probably been thinking and believing for a very long time. Something like, he left because I'm not enough. He left because I wasn't a good enough wife. He left because I wouldn't have sex as often as he wanted. He left because I'm just not as pretty as the other women out there, or he left because I didn't know how to make him happy. And so if we have some kind of story like this going on in our mind about why he left, and then we're placing all of the blame on ourselves, I just want you to be aware of it. Just notice it. Because what do I always say when it comes to being able to make a change in the first place? What do we have to do very, very first? We have to be aware of what we're thinking, right? We have to be aware of the story that we are making it mean about ourselves first before we can ever change it. So if you have a story like this about why your husband left, I want you to know that it makes perfect sense that you would have a story like this. I want you to think about why it makes sense. Sometimes just understanding why it makes sense is a great awareness in and of itself. Your brain always has a good reason for thinking anything. Even if you know logically that his leaving really had nothing to do with you, or even if you know logically that like it doesn't make sense, we wanna get underneath that logical thinking and kind of see it from your primitive brain's point of view. Why does it make sense that you would tell yourself this story? I want you to figure out why. My guess is that you have been in a habit for a very long time of either being told that you're not good enough from your partner or because of his actions or whatever is going on in your relationship, you've adopted that story for yourself and then you continue to perpetuate that belief by watching his reactions 
to things that are happening during your marriage and then placing that blame on yourself. I also want you to know that so many of the stories that we have about women's roles and men's roles in society has been woven into our system through years and years and years of systemic patriarchy. Women have long regarded as being the caretakers of the home and of the children and of making their husbands happy and meeting their every need. And men's responsibilities have long been to provide for the family and lead the household. So it really does make sense that if your husband leaves, that just based off of those societal norms and a woman's role, that you would make it be your fault because you didn't do the job of meeting his needs and you didn't make him happy and you didn't take care of the home in whatever way he maybe thought you should be. Now, listen to me. This is really important because I am not saying I agree with those societal norms. I am not saying that I agree with that underlying patriarchy that is throughout our entire society and it has been for years and years. I am not saying that you should be the one to blame. I am saying it makes sense that you believe you are the one to blame. None of it is true, okay? I am not at all agreeing with this narrative or saying that it is right. This narrative is actually all bullshit. It is not true in any sense, but I want you to see that it makes sense if you are telling yourself that story, okay? And that's a good place to start, is just to understand that yes, it makes sense that you would have this belief about yourself because it has been woven into our culture for years and years and years. So please hear me when I say this. It is not your fault that you are telling yourself this story or that you are thinking this way. It is not your fault that you have these stories and this narrative running through your head. But if you want to feel better and if you want a better life and if you want to move forward instead of continuing to go to the past and feeling bad about your relationship ending, it is your responsibility to question this belief and decide consciously what you want to make it mean about his leaving. Because right now, what you're thinking is not conscious. It is not coming from a place where you are intentionally choosing what you want to think. And so if you were going to decide consciously what you wanted to think about his leaving, what would it be? I like to teach my clients that relationships can be complete. You can decide at any time that a relationship is complete and it's time to move on. And I want you to know, your husband didn't throw you away like a piece of trash. I hear this a lot. And it makes me so sad for women who believe this about themselves. And I want you to know, we can lay that story down. He didn't stomp on your last 15, 20, 30 years of your life together. He didn't break it into tiny pieces. What he did, in reality, was he made a decision to go in a different direction, and your relationship is now complete. Now, many of you may not be in a place where you can accept that or believe that, and that's okay. What I want you to notice is the difference in the feeling that you have when you think about these stories in a different way, okay? When you believe that your husband threw you away like a piece of trash, how do you feel? And remember, a feeling is a one-word descriptor, okay? How do you feel when you think, my husband threw me away like a piece of trash? My guess is you probably feel ashamed. 
maybe worthless, maybe even abandoned, take a minute and think about how those emotions feel inside your body. They don't feel very good, right? They feel miserable. And now I want you to just take a second and try on the story that your relationship is complete or that you're learning to believe that your relationship is complete. When you think that, how do you feel? Again, one word descriptor. My guess is you're going to feel more calm, maybe self-assured, maybe even sad. But I guarantee that those three things, including sad, feel much better than ashamed, worthless, and abandoned. And sometimes all we really need is to just feel a little bit better than where we're at right now. So notice how the story that you're telling yourself is making you feel And remember that you get to decide at any time to change that story by working on what you're believing. So I wanted to give you a few more tips on what you can do when your husband leaves or when you find yourself in this situation, because it's not a one and done thing. It's not like I'm just going to start thinking that my relationship is complete and then everything's going to be great. Like, No, sometimes that can work for us. Sometimes we can literally just change one thought and everything else changes for us, but usually that's not the case. And it's gonna take a little bit of time and it's like a journey. We are on a journey through our life. I don't know if you guys remember this, but it's not like we're running a marathon after divorce and we get to a certain point that's like the end and then we're like, oh great, now I can just move on with my life and everything's great. It was like a journey, right? Life in general is a journey for us and there's so much nuance that goes into it. Sometimes it's just like a conglomeration of many things that we do and think and feel that are going to create a better experience for us overall. Relationships are complicated. And humans are complicated and nuanced. And there's just more that goes into the whole story of being left behind. And so I wanted to offer you a few more things that I think are going to help you unwind this story of his leaving to help you create more emotional resiliency and overall just to help you feel better. So first, there's going to be some disappointment that surfaces after he leaves. There's going to be disappointment over what you thought your life would be in the future. There's going to be disappointment over the life that you once had. There's probably going to be some disappointment over how this is going to affect your kids. And there's probably going to be some disappointment over not being a partner any longer. And there's going to be some disappointment in many other facets. And I want you to allow this disappointment. I know this sounds counterintuitive, but I promise you that when you can allow it, it will move through you and you'll be able to process through it and move forward. Because often what happens when we're feeling disappointment, but we're not allowing disappointment is we're ruminating and we're spinning in it. And so I don't want you to spin in it. I don't want you to ruminate in it in your head. What I want you to do is I want you to just notice the thoughts when they come up, like maybe you're at home one night and you're thinking, gosh, I really miss being with my partner, being able to tell him about my day or being able to watch shows together or being able to, you know, snuggle up to him. I really miss that. Notice those thoughts, but then don't go down the rabbit hole, okay? Because down the rabbit hole is where so much of the pain and injustice and indignation comes in of what we missed out on. Notice the thought and then just allow that disappointment to be present inside of you and really focus on what it feels like inside your body. Remember, this is part of processing that emotion. And we think it's going to make it worse and going to make it more terrible. But what makes it worse and what makes it more terrible is resisting it 
and spinning in the stories in our head about how much worse off we are without what we had or without what we're going to have in the future, okay? Open yourself up to just allowing it. Allow that disappointment. Let it sit in your body and breathe through it. And I promise you it will dissipate faster and faster and faster each time you allow it. Now, often... Our gut reaction when we feel this disappointment is to distract ourselves, right? Like we don't want to feel it. This is the resistance. So we're just instead going to get busy with the kids or we're going to clean our house or we're going to watch TV or maybe drink something or eat something, just anything to distract ourselves from feeling that kind of uncomfortable feeling, that uncomfortable disappointment. And I'm telling you, just allow it even if it's for just a few minutes a day, because this disappointment is ultimately part of the grief process that you're going to go through when a relationship is ending. And if you try to bypass feeling and allowing and opening yourself up to this disappointment and to this grief, it's going to continue to show up. You're never fully going to move through it. It's going to, it's going to show up later on and it's going to keep coming back until you just open yourself up to it. Be disappointed. You're allowed to be disappointed about the end of your marriage. You are allowed to mourn the idea that your relationship is complete. It's okay for you to recognize that what you thought was going to be isn't the reality that you're living in, and it's totally okay for you to be sad about that. Allow it. Accept it. The next thing that is going to help you is to drop the comparison of what your new life is compared to what your old life was. Or... We do this when we compare, right? Or comparing your life to what you're seeing in all the lives around you. Comparison is the killer of forward momentum. And comparison, it really is a liar in so many ways. Because what we do when we compare is we look at things through a lens that is only showing us part of the story. And we're always on the losing end when we compare ourselves in this way. So if you're comparing what your life is now to what it once was and lamenting what was lost, it's okay to stay there and and accept it and feel it, but it's not okay to spin in it. Because what you're doing is you're completely discounting the life that you have right now in the present. And you end up not even living your life in the present. You end up completely immersing yourself in the past and what you wish your life was. So my boyfriend and I, we just rewatched the movie The Great Gatsby with Leonardo DiCaprio. You know, it's a book also that everybody probably reads in high school. But we watched the movie again, and that's basically the theme of this movie. It's trying to live in the past or recreate the past. But what we do to ourselves when we're constantly focused on the past is we forget to actually live right now. We forget to be present and to make our lives what we want. And this is why comparison is the killer of forward momentum, because you stay stuck in a cycle of wanting what you once had instead of focusing on creating what you want moving forward. We can't ever go back to the past. And it might seem important to spend time there, but I promise you that if you can be present in where you're at right now and decide for yourself what you want your future to look like, you will serve yourself so much more and be so much happier on your journey than if you spend all of your time focused on the past and what you used to have. And this is also the case when we compare to other people around us. Often, when we are going through a divorce, we look at everyone around us and we think, oh, they're so happy. And there's all these couples and they look so happy and they're doing all these fun couple things. And I'm the loser who's getting divorced. And I'm the one who has a broken marriage and a broken family. 
Okay, first of all, that story feels terrible, right? And it's not true because we truly have no idea what someone else is going through. All we see is what they want us to see. When we compare ourselves to others' lives, we are lying to ourselves about what their life is really like when we truly have no idea. We are making up a story about them that kind of perpetuates this idea that our life will never be good because of the divorce and their life is amazing because they have a partner. Well, most of us, if we really think about it, we did have a partner and our life wasn't super great and that's why we're getting divorced, right? So stop telling yourself this, that their life is amazing and your life sucks. It is not true. And this leads me to the last one that I think is going to help you when it comes to being the person who was left. And it's to let go of the self-pity. Because when we use that story of comparison, it kind of, like, we go into this self-pity, right? Like, oh, poor me. I'm going through this hard thing. This is terrible. This sucks for me. And it kind of, like, justifies us feeling that self-pity. And I'm not going to lie. Self-pity kind of feels useful. It kind of feels validating sometimes, right? It kind of feels even a little good sometimes. It validates to ourselves that yes, our life is hard and the divorce is hard and everyone else around me definitely hasn't gone through this. I have gone through this. And it's kind of like this counterintuitive reaction that we step into when we go through something really challenging. And I think that the reason that we turn to self-pity is twofold. The first reason is because self-pity feels a little bit better than rejection. When someone leaves, we feel rejected. That makes total sense that we would feel that. But rejection does not feel good. It feels terrible. And so we will often cover up feeling that negative emotion of rejection by creating self-pity and feeling that instead. Because even though self-pity doesn't really feel that good, it feels very disempowering and it feels very stagnant, I guarantee it definitely feels better than rejection. Because rejection feels heavy and rejection feels scary. And so if we can minimize feeling that way and feeling that rejection by pitying ourselves, then why wouldn't we choose that? And then the other reason that we often will turn to self-pity is because not only are we seeking validation from ourselves, but we are also kind of seeking that validation in some way from other people. Because if we can tell them our story in a self-pitying way, and then they kind of validate our experience, then maybe we can believe that it's not our fault. And I just want you to see, go back to the beginning of this podcast and what I was talking about when it comes to this story of they left and it's my fault. I want you to see how all of these actions fold into one another because they are all coming from that root story. You are believing that your husband left because of something that you did, because you did something wrong, because that you weren't good enough, because it was your fault in some way. And I really want you to see this is why it's so important to work on loosening your grip around that story. And if you need to go back and listen to the beginning of this episode again, please do. When you can let go of that story of it being your fault, of it being you being the reason that he left, it's going to change everything for you. Okay, so that was a little bit of a tangent. I want to get back to the validation part of self-pity because we want other people to validate us in our experience. 
And the reason why we want that is because we are trying to fill this void inside of us that is telling us that we're okay, that is telling us that we're not broken and that there's nothing wrong with us. And first of all, you aren't broken. There isn't anything wrong with you. You are okay. But other people can't fill that void for you. Their words and their actions will never be able to make you feel a certain way. If you want to feel lovable, if you want to feel whole and complete and worthy and valuable, you need to think those thoughts about yourself that make you feel that way. You need to fill that void from the inside. It is never an outside job. But we think it is, and that is often why we turn to self-pity for ourselves and to get that validation from other people as well. So learning to drop the self-pity is really going to open you up to learning to be able to validate yourself and fill that void for you. I hope that this helps you understand that it is not your fault when someone leaves. You can change that narrative. It may take a little while. It may take some practice. That's totally fine. Remember, it's all part of this journey and you are 100% capable of creating any kind of story that you want that is going to help you and serve you as you move forward after divorce. All right, my friends, you've got this. This is your work to do, and you're totally capable of doing it. I will be back next week. If you like what you heard on today's podcast and you want to know more about working one-on-one with me, you can go to www.karennelsoncoaching.com and schedule your free consult to find out more. That's www.karinnelsoncoaching.com. Thanks for listening. If this podcast episode agreed with you in any way, please take a minute to follow, rate, and leave a comment. And for more details, make sure to check out the show notes by clicking the link in the description. 